men fasting Two men receive a revelation from the Lord that completely changes the course and destiny of one entire family and the course of ministry for another. Let's talk about it today. The following program is brought to you by friends and partners of End Time Headlines. All right, what's going on, everybody? It is Tuesday, January 9th. Uh, we want to welcome you to tonight's broadcast. Again, this is End Time Headlines. I am your host, Ricky Scaparel, the founder of The Voice and the pastor of End Time Headlines. Listen, we want to welcome everybody to the broadcast. If this is your if this is your first time joining us, you're new, uh, we want to welcome you. Let us know in the comment section below. Maybe you're in the chat room on YouTube. Somebody's invited you in. You're coming from Facebook, whatever the case is. Uh, let us know there that you're new and where you guys are joining us from. And if you're listening by app or Spotify, we welcome you as well. Uh, two things real quick again, don't forget to hit the like button, hit the share button, hit that push notification. This is what's going to push our, uh, our teachings out, our information, our material out there. So people can find us. Number two, be sure to get our, uh, our free app downloaded today. It's, a, it's available free on Apple and Android devices. Just go to your Play Store, whatever that looks for you looks like for you. Uh, download the app today. Hit yes to push notifications, and you're going to be good to go with every headline, every podcast, when it is readily available. So, guys, we got a lot of Bible reading today, so I'm going to ask you if you have a Bible uh, especially you guys are listening by Apple or by Spotify. You're going to want your Bible. Go get it. I'm going to give you just a second to do that. And while you're getting it, open up to the New Testament. We're going to go to the book of Acts chapter 10. And I'm going to show you today where two men's lives consequently were completely transformed forever. And it came through a time of prayer and fasting. This is going to be one of the most powerful revelations that I've ever seen. And I pray that you've ever, you will ever see uh, in the New Testament, in the Bible. Uh, it's one of the most profound things I've ever seen. So let's go to the book of Acts chapter 10. This is again, we're going to be hanging out right here in Acts 10. We may jump over here and there, but predominantly right here in Acts chapter 10. Uh, we may even go over to Acts chapter 11 because this story is absolutely phenomenal. So here we go. We're going to read this from the New King James. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. He was a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment. He was a Gentile, not a Jew. That's very important. Now, listen to the criteria that this man met. Look at his rap sheet. Look at his resume, if you would. The Bible says that he was a devout man. He sa it says that he was one who feared God with all of his household. The Bible says he was one who gave generously. He gave alms generously. He was a generous giver to the people. Number four, he prayed to God always. I want to say that again. He was a devout man. He feared God with his whole household. He was a generous giver, and he had a consistent prayer life. And the Bible says in verse 3, about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in. And so now he has angelic encounters. Now then, this is not the Old Testament, guys. This is in the New Testament. This was after the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
Okay, an angel shows up, calls him by name, says, uh, Cornelius, verse 4, and when Cornelius observed him, he was afraid. Your Bible, all through the Bible, men have encounters with angels, and the, and the angel has to constantly say, fear not, or, or in somewhere in that, in, that, uh, in that criteria, because, again, if you've ever seen an angel in person, you would, be the sa- you would have the same response. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? So Cornelius understood this was a visitation of the Lord. Now, I want you to pay attention here. So the angel said unto Cornelius, your prayers and your alms, or in today's vernacular would be your prayers and your giving have come up for a memorial before God. Now, there. When we study the Bible, there is in theology what is called the law of first mention. When it says your your praying and your giving has come up before God as a memorial, the the first mention of this is not actually in the New Testament, but it's all the way back in Malachi chapter three. And I want to read this to you. I want to show you where this is referenced. Revel, uh, excuse me, Malachi chapter three verses sixteen through 18 listen what it says here the prophet malachi received a revelation from the lord he actually saw something in heaven that you and i need to know about he actually saw a book that is called the book of remembrance look what it says here and then those who feared the lord spoke one to another and the lord listened and heard them so a book of remembrance, there it is, was written before him for those who what? Fear the Lord and meditate upon his name. Now we know, again, according to Cornelius's own uh, admission, according to what the Bible tells us, let me go, look, let's go back over here. We know that Cornelius fit this criteria because he was a devout man. He feared God with his whole household. He was a generous giver and he had a consistent prayer life. And because he had this going for him, the Bible says that this angel knew this. This angel had foreknowledge of this. How could this angel know this? Because the angel comes from heaven. And in heaven, there's a book by God, written by God, called the book of remembrance that entails the names of individuals who meet, come on, these criteria that Cornelius met or fit the bill. He feared God. He meditated upon his name and upon his word. And the Bible says in Malachi, let me go back over here. Look what it says here. So a book of remembrance was written before him for those who fear the Lord and who meditate upon his name. Look what it says about them. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I make them my jewels and I will spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. And then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. So God tells us that this book when there's there's names that go into this book for people on the earth, come on, that 
fear the Lord, worship the Lord, praise the Lord, honor the Lord, serve the Lord, and are faithful to the Lord in their prayers, in their prayer life, in their giving, in their intercessions, in, come on, in every avenue of their life. They, come on, they love the Lord with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and God acknowledges it, he sees it, and there's a book in heaven. Come on, it's not just, look, I thank God for the book of life. I thank God for the Lamb's book of life in which everyone, every individual who surrenders their life to Jesus Christ is written in it. Jesus even told his disciples, he said, don't rejoice that the devils are subject unto you, but rejoice that your names are found in the Lamb's book of life in heaven. And I thank God for that book. And and if your name is not on that book in that registry of heaven, my friend, you can't even make it into the kingdom. So we, we have to be born again. Now, come on. Jesus let that known to Nicodemus in the midnight hour in a a secret meeting. He told Nicodemus, a man must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. So we we know that, we established that, that, but I want to tell you today that there is more books in heaven. We did a whole podcast on this, and we talked about there's at least five different books in heaven, and one of these books is called the Book of Remembrance. So listen, we are saved by faith through grace and not of works lest any man should boast. Salvation is not a works issue. You don't work for your salvation. You don't earn your salvation. Come on. You don't work up to earn that salvation. It is a free gift. The Bible says the wages of sin, come on somebody, you can quote this with me, is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So we we have established that. We're not talking about, this is not a works-based gospel, but watch this. When an individual is saved and born again, they start serving God and they start giving back to him with every avenue of their life. Oh, come on, somebody help me preach this with somebody in the chat room right now. You begin to serve God with your finances. You begin to serve God with your, your talents. You begin to serve God with your gifts. You begin to try to help people. You try to help them through the gifts and the talents and the money and the resources that God's given you. If you're called to be a teacher, you teach. If you're called to be a preacher, you preach. If you're a watchman, you watch. If you're a prophet, you prophesy. Come on, somebody. If you come on, if God's given you the gift of healing as one of the gifts, come on, then you're going to want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. What am I talking about today? I'm talking about we're not saved by works, but saved people work for the kingdom. And I'm going to tell you something. We're not working to try to get the approval of man to try to get people to smile upon us, to try to get, come on, uh, Instagram followers or YouTube followers or social media platforms. And we, we don't, I'm not telling you, we don't need to be going out there and recording everything we do and let the public see it because it's actually contrary to the Bible. Jesus said, if you're going to give, give in secret. Don't let the right hand see what the left hand is is giving. Because when you give in secret, your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Oh, he, he said the same thing about praying. He said the same thing about fasting when you're doing a personal fast. I come by to tell you today that, listen, we're not doing these things to try to get the approval of man, but I'm, and we're not even doing these things to get the approval of God because there's nothing you could do. Come on. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ loved us and died for us. So we want to establish that today. But I'm here to tell you, based on the word of God in Malachi and in, in, in Acts chapter 10, 
God pays attention to what we do for him and through, come on, the Holy Spirit and the work of the kingdom. Oh, let me go back to Acts chapter 10. Listen, I got a preaching spirit on me today. I'm feeling good today. Hallelujah. Come on, God is good. We've been going through some infirmities. We've been going through some afflictions, but the Lord is good. He is great. And the victory is in sight in Jesus name. And I'm telling you, Cornelius was a man who was marked by God. He was a devout man. He feared God. He gave generously and he prayed always. And this got the attention of heaven. It was written in a book in heaven and an angel, come on, came down from heaven, went into Cornelius's living room, called him by name and says, Cornelius, you're doing something right, my friend. Because you've gotten the attention of God because he has seen your commitment to him, your prayers unto him, your giving unto him, your fear of him and or your reverence, you should say, I should say, of you and your entire household towards him has come on, enlisted your name in a book in heaven as a memorial. Let me go back to Acts chapter 10. Oh, we're just getting warmed up, guys. We ain't even got started yet. Come on. You need to tag some people in the chat group. You need to go outside of YouTube and say, you need to come in here. Brother Ricky's preaching real good tonight. He's going to try not to preach real long, but preach real good. You need to come on. You need to get him in here. Acts chapter 10. Now, look what look what it says here. So he said to him, this is the angel speaking to Cornelius. Your prayers and your giving have come up as a memorial before God. Verse five. Now send men to Joppa. So this angel is telling Cornelius, take some of your men, because remember, he was a centurion. He had he was over men. He said, send them to Joppa. Why? We're about to find out. He said, go and send your men to Joppa and, and look for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. He, Peter, this is the apostle Peter, who will tell you what you must do. Stop. Okay, stop for a second. Oh, I got to bring this out. Are you serious right now? He's going to tell you what you must do. Wait a minute. I, I almost want to say, wait a minute. I am a devout man. I have a covenant with God. I fear him with all my heart. I'm a generous giver. I pray d- daily. And I'm going to show you in a minute. He had a lifestyle of fasting too. And now this angel tells him, I I want you to send your men to Peter because when Peter comes back, he's going to tell you what to do. I almost want to say, what more do I need to do? Oh, come on. But I'm here to tell you today that Cornelius, there was something that Cornelius needed that he wasn't aware of, that God was aware of. And he was about to find out what it was. And because Cornelius name, come on, was in this book, God was going to see to it that Cornelius, come on, found the miracle, the answer and the breakthrough that he needed. Oh, I'm come on. I'm preaching to myself today. I'm going to preach myself happy today. If nobody else wants to receive this today, I'm going to receive it today. Let's go on. Look at this. Verse seven. 
Uh, let me pull it back up. Sorry, guys. Let me pull up the screen so you can follow along with me. Verse 7, And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. All right. So we've got that established. Now look at verse 9. Then the next day, so 24 hours later, as they went on their journey, because guys, they didn't have cars that went 120 miles an hour back then. It took them a whole day's journey to get across certain places in certain regions. Okay. So the next day, so they're already on their journey. As they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up on the housetop to pray. Kind of weird, isn't it? But he's up on the top of the house and he's praying about the six hour. Look what it says here. And he became very hungry and wanted to eat. Now I studied this and I discovered the reason why Peter was up there praying and he was very hungry is because he was fasting. Somebody say he was fasting. Here's so Peter's up on the housetop and he was fasting. And while they made ready, he fell into a trance. Verse 11, and he saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners descending to him, let down upon the earth. Now, what was in this sheet? Verse 12, it was all kinds of four footed animals on the earth, wild bees, creeping things, birds of the air. And a voice came to him. Rise up, Peter, kill and eat. Now, look what. Look at Peter's response in verse 14. Peter says, no, not so, my Lord, for I've never eaten anything common or unclean. Why did he say this? Because Peter was a Jew and Jews didn't eat wild beasts, creeping things and birds of the air that were considered unclean. They ate according to the Levitical dietary law. They didn't eat pigs. They didn't eat swine. They didn't eat pork chops. Come on, bacon, hot dogs. They didn't eat. Come on. I'm making this, uh, I'm making this relevant today. They didn't sit around and have a hot dog supper. They didn't eat pork chops. They didn't eat shellfish and crabs and lobster. They didn't eat this stuff. So when Peter saw this sheet coming down with all of this stuff on it and, and, and a voice saying, rise and eat, Peter's like, hold on, time out, flag on the field. That can't be God because God's not going to tell me to violate the law. Oh, come on, but you've got to listen to the rest of the story. And a voice spoke to him. Listen, there's preachers out there that will tell you because of this trance and this vision and this encounter by Peter that we have a license. And listen, I'm not here to debate what you're going to eat, what you're not, because it's not a salvation issue. But to say that this was a this was a revelation from the Lord that we can eat whatever we want. That's just not true. This is guys. Listen, that's not true. You can use a lot of verses, but don't use this one because that's not what God was speaking here. I want to prove it to you in a second if you hang on with me. And a voice spoke to him a second time. Why? Because Peter's questioning it. Well, this can't be the Lord because the Lord's not going to tell me to do something contrary to the law. But watch what he says. But the voice spoke again and said, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. Well, hold on. Is God saying, I'm calling pork chops and hot dogs and lobsters and crawfish and ham and sausage. Come on, biscuits. Come on, don't get hungry on me. I'm, come on, stay focused. Is he calling that clean? No. Let's, you got to read on. Don't stop right there. He says, don't call what I've called, what I've cleansed, you must not call common. Verse 16, this was done three times. So in other words, Peter is having an argument with God about this. I, he's saying, God, I don't understand. 
because you're not going to contradict your word. So why are you telling me to eat this stuff? And then they go back and forth and then they go back and forth and they go back and forth three times and look, and the object was taken up into heaven again. Now let's go on verse 17. Now, while Peter wondered within himself what the vision which he had meant. So he still, even after three times the Lord explaining this, he's still sitting here saying, this doesn't make any sense. It it, it don't make sense. Is this even God? Watch what happens. Behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. Verse 19. And while Peter thought about the vision, all this is going on. And this joker is still wrestling about, uh, is he going to eat a pork chop sandwich? Or is he going to eat a sausage and biscuit? Or is he going to eat an Oscar Mayer hot dog? While he's sitting there wrestling with this, these guys are at the gate from Cornelius' household, who, by the way, had an encounter with an angel who sent them there. Look at this. While Peter was, this is 19, thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, now the Holy Spirit has to to, to intervene. The Holy Spirit's like, all right, Peter, you've wrestled with this long enough. We're going to break it to you. We're going to make this simple for you. We're going to show you what the revelation of this dream meant. Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Now, why did the why did the Spirit of the Lord tell him, don't doubt anything, just go with them? You're about to find out in just a second. Verse 21. And then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said, Yes, I'm him who you seek. For what do you what reason do you have? Verse 22, and they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a Gentile, not a Jew, a just man, one who fears God and has a good reputation among all the nations of the Jews, was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you. You got something to say to him, Peter. So you you need to come with us. And then he invited them in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went away with them and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Let's keep reading on. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. And now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends, all Gentiles. Here comes Peter, a Jew, with his men, Jews. Y'all read, y'all follow me? Verse 25, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him. And fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter quickly lifted up saying, stand up. I'm a man just like you. Verse 27. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. This is his relatives, his family, remember? And then he said to them, you do realize it is unlawful for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation, quote, a.k.a. Gentiles. Y'all see this? Ready? Watch this. Look at this, guys. This is so powerful. But God has shown me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Whoa, stop. Now Peter understands the revelation of the vision on the housetop of Joppa when he was praying and fasting and saw a sheet with all the unclean animals. And when the Lord said, rise up and eat, questioning nothing. And Peter wrestled with this and said, God is not going to violate his law. 
then he understood through these circumstances of these Gentile men coming to him to get him to come to the house of Cornelius by an angelic visitation. Peter answers and, and tells us, God has shown me that I should not call any. He didn't say food. He said man common or unclean thing or unclean. Verse 29, therefore, I came without objection. As soon as I was sent for, I asked then for what reason have you sent me? So Cornelius said, look at verse 30, four days ago. Look, what's it say here, church? Four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. What was Cornelius doing? He was fasting. He was fasting. And in the middle of this fast, look what it says. And at the ninth hour, I was praying in my house and behold, a man stood, man, I feel the glory of God. I feel the presence of God talking about this. I was praying in my house and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. What prayer? Your prayer has been heard. What in the world? What could, what could have the prayer been? We know, listen to me, friend, I preached this before. He didn't need a healing in his body or his family. He didn't need deliverance. He didn't need a financial breakthrough because he was blessed. He was a centurion. He didn't need that. What Cornelius needed was he needed to know the revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ because I'm sure word got around in the whole region. And I'm sure word got around about this Jesus Christ of Nazareth that went through healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. I'm sure, come on, the miracles began to, to fluctuate. They began to spread throughout the city. He began to hear about the, 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 the lame speaking. He began to hear about the, or the dumb speaking, the lame walking. He began to hear about the deaf, the deaf men ears opening. He began to hear about Jairus's daughter being healed. He began to hear about the, the boy that was in the coffin. Come on. That was going through a, pu- a funeral pr- a procession and was healed and was raised from the dead. He heard about Lazarus being raised from the dead. He heard all these miracles and I'm sure it says your prayers have been answered. I guarantee you friend based on upon the word of God that Cornelius was praying and said, I understand the, uh, the Torah. I, cause the Bible says he was a devout man. He understood and feared God. He understood the Torah. He understood the law of Moses. He understood all these things, but what he did not have full revelation of was salvation in Jesus name. So that's about to change. The Bible says, Cornelius, this angel appears to him while he was fasting and says, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your giving has been remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call for Peter, whose surname, excuse me, let me back up. Call for Simon, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon, a tanner by the sea. So he's he's, uh, recalling all this. When he comes, he's going to speak to you. So I sent to you, now this is a dialogue between Cornelius and Peter. I sent to you immediately and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things commanded you by God. In other words, Peter, you've got something to say to us and it's from the Lord. What is it? Verse 34, and Peter opened his mouth and said, quote, in truth, oh, this is so powerful, guys. In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. 
partiality, but in every nation. Whoever fears him, come on, whether they're white, whether they're black, whether they're brown, whether they're yellow, whether they're small, whether they're large, whether they're short, whether they're tall, come on, whatever ethnicity, whatever, what, uh, it don't matter what nationality, it don't matter their background, it don't matter. He says, I acknowledge it. Every nation who fears God and works righteousness is accepted by him. Verse 36, the word which God sent to the children of Israel. Now, again, remember, Cornelius is going to understand this. He knew the Torah. He knew the story. He said, the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all that word, you know. So see, he tells him, you know this, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism, which John preached. Look at this, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging upon a tree. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that is he who ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. Verse 43, to him all the prophets witness that through his name, come on somebody, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Look at verse 44. I'm about to close today. Come on. Are you still with me today? I'm about to close. It's not, this is not, I told you I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to try not to preach real long, but I'm going to try to preach real good. While Peter was still speaking these words, look, what does it say? The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision whom believed were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And then Peter answered in verse 47 and said, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Verse 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And they asked him to stay a few days. Come on, hallelujah. What am I saying today? I'm trying to tell you, watch this, two men. And you say, well, what's this got to do with me, brother Ricky? Oh, I'm about to bring it home right here. Come on, this was all a foundation to get to you right here. Here is two men, both feared God, both loved God and served God with all of their household. They were givers. They were consistent prayer warriors. They honored the Lord in all they did. They had a lifestyle of prayer and fasting. All the way across town, one man over here, one man over here, this man praying for a full revelation of salvation now under the New Testament. And here's a man named Peter, who is a servant of God, an apostle of God, the pillar of the New Testament church, praying on the housetop of Joppa, fasting and saying, Lord, use me. 
And Jop and Cornelius is saying, Lord, speak to me. One man is saying, Lord, speak to me. And the other man saying, Lord, use me. Oh, I come by to tell you today in this time of prayer and fasting, if you'll ask the Lord to do it, he'll do it. Come on. You might be on the recipient end. You may be in the foot. You may be in the shoes of Cornelius and say, God, you see what I've done before you. I've served you and I've honored you all these years. Lord, I believe that my name's in the, in this book of remembrance. God, I'm a consistent giver. I tithe. I give. I honor you. I fear you. I serve you. I worship you. I praise you. I testify about you and your goodness to all that I can. And I've done it for years and years and years. But God, I'm at a standstill. I'm at, I'm facing a mountain. I'm facing a Red Sea moment. And I need an answer. I need a breakthrough. I need a revelation. I need my life to spring for I need my uh my uh, the noon to spring forth speedily my healing to come forth I need restoration I need reconciliation I need a healing in my body I need an answer from God or come on somebody you may be on the other end of town and you might be in the camp of the housetop of Joppa with Peter you might be you might be one who's blessed you've got it come on you don't need a financial breakthrough your marriage is good praise God you don't need your children restored hallelujah you don't need a healing in your body you're good all is well in your household but you've been asking the lord you've been saying god i feel dry i feel barren and i want to be used by god i want to be his hands come on i feel the presence of god just talking about this guys i want to be his hands and feet i want to be his mouthpiece i want to go wherever he leads me i want to be bold as a lion i want to be led by the holy spirit i want to come to somebody who's sick in their body and be bold and say can I pray for you and watch the power of God strike them come on hit them saturate them with the come on the power of heaven and see them healed in Jesus name or maybe you want to want God to use you to give them a word of knowledge or give them a word of wisdom or maybe just bring them the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ listen I come by to tell you today we serve a God that not only answers prayers but we serve a God who still uses us today yes today God the same Holy Spirit that was operating in the lives of Cornelius and Peter the same angels that were operative in the days of Peter and Cornelius are still operable in the lives of the believers today the Bible do you not know in the book of Hebrews it says are these not ministering spirits to the heirs of salvation your word says that the angels of the Lord hearken unto the word of God. They don't move upon your opinion. They don't move upon your emotions. They don't move upon your circumstances. The angels move upon the word of God. That's why I'm, listen, the Lord spoke to me many years ago and I know this and there's times I go through dry spells and I forget about this, uh, this, uh, principle and I have to remind myself, come on, when I begin to believe God for a certain area of my life, I begin to pray the word back to him. What does the word say about it? I'm listen, I'm going through, listen, I'm everything I'm telling you guys, I'm walking this out in Jesus name. So right now I need a breakthrough in my health. 
I need a breakthrough and healing in Jesus' name, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. So what do I do? Do I sit around and 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 waller in this and sorrow in this? Yeah, sure, we all do sometimes. But we have to pull ourselves back out, and I have to pull out the Word of God and say, "What does the Word of God say about it?" The Bible says, "Cast down every imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ Jesus." The Bible says, "If there be any good thing, think upon these things. Whatsoever things are good, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are praiseworthy, whatsoever things are trustworthy, what thing, whatsoever things are virtuous, and whatever is true, dwell, meditate, think upon these things, not upon doubt or unbelief or fear or worry or anxiety or what the doctor says or what this person says. Come on, I'm going to preach myself happy today. If nobody, listen, you can sit there and say, oh me or hallelujah or praise God or whatever you want to do. If the word fits, come on, then wear it today. I just come by to tell you today, listen, prayer and fasting is going to break off complacency. It's going to break off lukewarmness. And if you want to be used by God or you need an answer from God, we have a point of reference in the word of God that shows us that when we pray, when we fast, when we give, when we consecrate ourselves, set ourselves apart and fear the Lord, God in heaven takes notice and it'll all come on somebody and the answer may not come now. It may not come today. It may not come tomorrow, but I know, I believe, I see it. I know that the promises of God are yes and amen. I know the Bible says, be not weary and well doing for in due season you shall come on you shall receive if you faint not so Cornelius was praying he didn't get his answer in one hour he didn't get it in two days at 24 hours later the answer to his prayer came knocking on the door and the answer listen was a man by the name of Peter who would open his mouth and proclaim to him that the gospel of Jesus Christ was now the way to heaven. It was no longer because we're under the new covenant, under the new testament. So listen, what what are you wanting from the Lord today? What do you need from today? You say, well, Brother Ricky, I need a breakthrough in my finances. I need healing in my body. I need my family restored. I need my marriage reconciled. I need it restored. Then listen, friend, I'm telling you, I, I can base it upon, not my opinion, but upon the word of God. If you, listen, if you're born again, you love the Lord, you're praying, you're fasting, you're honoring him, you're in covenant with him, with your finances you're doing everything that the bible talks about i'm telling you it is not going unnoticed you know you may not be getting a breakthrough in this moment you may not be getting it today but i rest assured that the answer is coming come on oh i just man i heard that in my spirit to tell somebody that come on the answer is on its way remember daniel was praying he was fasting 21 days and 21 nights he didn't get an answer in 24 hours he didn't get it in 48 hours he didn't get it in 72 hours come on time progressed and eventually an angel of the lord showed up and says, Daniel, I want to tell you the reason why your answer has been delayed is not because God didn't hear you. In fact, the Bible says that the angel spoke to Daniel and said, God heard you on the first day you prayed. He said, but your answer has been in, in, in a contended battle in heaven. There was contention in heaven over the answer to prayer because there was principalities wrestling over the, the answer to Daniel. 
Daniel's prayer. Come on, I have to wonder sometimes. If it's being delayed, it doesn't mean it's denied. It means, come on, there is warfare happening over my breakthrough, over my prayers, over my miracle, over, come on, the thing in which I'm believing God for. So I'm going to pray. Listen, we're going to close this right here. Let's pray for two camps of people. Let's pray for the Cornelius camp, and we're going to pray for the Peter camp. All right, so if you're listening, you're watching today, and you're over here in the camp of Cornelius, and you can relate to Cornelius. Come on, this is not a, I'm going to pat myself on the back. We're not doing that. Come on, we're not, that's not what we're talking about here. But come on, you know if you're serving the Lord. You know you've been faithful to God. We're not, I'm not trying to get, you know, we don't want you to make out a checklist and say, you know, yes, I did this. Yes, I did that. Yes, I don't want, I don't need to see it. I can't do nothing for you, friend. I'm not the one who blesses you. I can't prosper you. I can't heal you. I can't deliver you. I'm merely a vessel. But the one who can, who keeps the books in heaven, he sees you. He sees your commitment. He sees your lifestyle. He sees how you fear him with your whole household. And I'm telling you, friend, God is not going to turn a blind eye to us. So if that's you today and you say, and you're and, and maybe I don't know what you're believing God for. I don't know what your miracle needs to be. It could be financial. It could be marital. It could be a health related issue, a healing in your body. It could be, uh, 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 it could be an answer to prayer that you've been seeking about your ministry, about your business, about your marriage, about a relationship, about a circumstance, whatever. And you say, I need an answer. Then I listen, here's the word today. Keep on the firing line. Keep doing what you know to do. Keep praying. Keep seeking the Lord. Keep interceding. Keep fasting. And keep commitment to the Lord. Keep honoring Him in your finances. Keep that covenant going. Keep training up your children the way in which they should go, that when they're older, they should not depart from it. Stay in the house of God. Keep honoring the Lord. Keep doing all you can. And the Bible says, hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering for he is faithful who promised. Come on, if that's you, receive it today. Declare it today. The Bible says, speak to your mountain. Keep praying, keep seeking, keep speaking and be and, and, and put yourself in a posture to receive. Come on, guys. I'm preaching to myself today. I never realized, I didn't even know what I was going to talk about today until late last night, but I have no notes in front of me. There is absolutely not a single note this entire time that I've looked at. I am preaching all of this straight from the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, it is, I'm ministering not only you, but the Holy Spirit is ministering to me, come on, through this same message. Maybe, listen, I'm going to talk to the the housetop of Peter here. Let's talk about the camp of Peter. Again, you're, if you're watching, you're listening, and all is well with you, and you say, man, all my needs are supplied according to his riches and glory. I don't have a need. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, you need to be praying for this camp over here. But watch this. Maybe you are in a place where you've kind of lost the joy of the Lord. You've kind of lost that zeal, that passion, that fire. You uh, Christianity has become boring to you. It's become stale to you. And listen, I'm going to tell you, can I tell you something? Can I be, uh, I'm going to be honest here. 
The only time Christianity becomes boring and it becomes stale is when, watch this, when we become, watch this, I'm, I'm, oh, this is going to hit somebody right here. When we become a pond and no longer a stream, we become stagnant. Oh, there's crickets right there. Let me explain. See, a pond, a pond becomes stagnant if there's nothing to stir the waters. So everything becomes stagnant. It becomes uh, undrinkable. It becomes uninhabitable. And it's disgusting. It smells. It's putrid. If you've ever been to a stagnant pond, it's not very pleasant. Okay, but on the other hand, a moving stream is moving and it permit and it and it permits it from not becoming stagnant. So watch this in our walk with God. When when the gospel becomes all about us, how can I feed me? How can I get filled up? How can I fulfill my come on desires? Preach me happy. Tickle my ears. We become spiritually fat. And we're all about receiving, but we're never about giving. Now, guys, I'll be honest with you. I'm more guilty of the opposite. I give more than I receive. I, I, and I need to take more time to allow myself to be filled up. And what happens is I become burnt out. I don't get dried up. I get burnt out. Come on. That's a word for somebody right there. But listen, if that's you and you feel like you're become stagnant, you know what you got to do? You got to stir up the waters. You know how you stir those waters up? Come on. Paul told Timothy, come on, stir up the gift of God that is within you by the laying on of hands. If you got to, you got to go to a church service meeting. You got to get around a bu- uh, some believers. You got to get in a prayer group. You got to get in a chat room like this, get other believers and start praying and start stirring that up. You got to get out of your comfort zone. Start going to a Walmart, go to a Go to a grocery store, go whatever, and start witnessing the gospel to people. Start telling them about Jesus. Start, come on, you know what you're doing? You're stirring up the waters. And all of a sudden, you'll see God start moving. Oh, he's just waiting on you. Listen, when, when, when Peter had that vision on the housetop of Joppa, he didn't, he didn't have to act upon that. When those three men came to the door, and they knocked on the door and said, hey, there's some guys out here looking for you, Peter. Peter could have said, uh, send them away and tell the chef to cook me up a pork chop and get a hot dog ready because God just showed me that, hallelujah, I don't have to live kosher anymore. That's not what Peter did. Peter, come on. J- James said, show me your faith and I'll show you my works. And I'll, if you show me your works, I'll show you my faith. Faith without works is dead. So we, come on, it's you, if you want this, the, the waters to become unstagnant, you got to step out in faith. You got to come on. So let's pray. Come on, we're going to pray. So there, here's the two groups. So let's pray for the house of Cornelius. This is the recipients. This is the receiving. You're, you're, you're believing for that miracle, whatever that is. Let's pray right now. And then we're going to shift gears and we're going to pray for the, come on, the, we're going to pray for the, the, the Peter group. This, this, the camp, the, the, the camp of Peter over here, that, that group of individuals, come on, let's pray. Come on, pray with me. If you know who you are, you know what camp you're in. And if you want to jump in both camps, come on, God ain't going to condemn that. That's okay. If maybe you need a breakthrough, but you also want to get stirred up, be used more for God. Come on, there's nothing wrong with that. Come on, let's get in. 
Hallelujah. Come on, just where you're at, just lift up your hands where you can receive this today. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, I've delivered this message. Lord, the best that I know how and the best I can to articulate through the wisdom that you have given me and through the Holy Spirit. Father, I believe that this message is for a lot of people watching, listening, and even for myself and for my household. So God, I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for those of the house of Cornelius, the camp of Cornelius, those that are believing and seeking for their breakthrough and for that answer to prayer. God, I pray, Lord, I believe, we believe, Lord Jesus, that you said if we speak unto this mountain to be removed and cast into the sea and not doubt in our hearts, but believe those things in which we pray it, that we shall receive them. So God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that Lord breakthrough is coming. I thank you that the prayer is on the way. Come on. The legs to the prayer is coming. It's, it's on the way. It's already in motion. It is already set in motion. It might come to the front door uh, with a knock. It might come in a letter in the mail. It might come in an envelope. It might come through a a phone call. It might come through, come on, an angelic visitation from the Lord. It may come through a revelation of the Lord through a dream, through a vision, through an encounter, through a prophet of God, a man of God, a woman of God, a word of God. Lord, however you got to get our attention and bring the answer. God, we receive it today. Father, I thank you that healing is coming. Breakthrough is coming. Deliverance is coming. Provision is coming. Marital restoration is coming. Uh, Prodigal sons and daughters are coming back into the fold in Jesus' name. Drug addictions are being broken, God, in Jesus' name. Addictions and cycles of sin and defeat are broken in Jesus' name. Miracles are happening. Healings are happening. Come on, in Jesus' name. We receive it today. We receive the answer to prayer. Lord, we are going to be expecting it to come. Lord, we pray by faith in expectation. And we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we pray for those of the camp of Peter. Lord, this is the the camp that maybe they recognize that they're stagnant. They're like a pond that has been set still, become stagnant. Lord, there is pond scum all over come on their their life they feel they feel like they don't have a prayer life anymore they feel like they don't have a praise in their mouth they feel like they can't lift their hands and worship anymore they all the courage has left they have no boldness they can't step out and witness to anybody in their family no friends nothing god in jesus name come on if that's you right now just lay listen i can't lay my hands on you so you need to lay hands right on your heart lay hands hands on yourself. If you're in your room with your family, your children, your husband, your wife, come on, lay hands on each other in Jesus name and stir up the gift of God right now that is within you. Father, I ask that you'd stir up those gifts in Jesus name, stir up the gift of God in Jesus name, stir up the fire, stir up the passion, stir up the courage, stir up the boldness, stir up their faith in Jesus name to believe the impossible in Jesus name. Come on. Do you receive this today? Listen, I'm going to pray something right here. I feel led by the Holy Spirit. I want you I want you to receive this right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you would use us mightily. Lord, that you would use our hands to heal the sick in Jesus' name. And you would use our mouths to preach the gospel and witness the gospel and sow seed in Jesus' name. God, you would use us to intercede for the lost. You would use us to intercede and pray and water that seed in Jesus' name. God, I would ask, I pray that you'd use our feet. You said, 
it how beautiful are those of that have the feet of the that their feet have been shod with the gospel of peace lord that you would direct us goddess you said that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the lord and he delighteth in his way he directs his paths you said in proverbs 3 5 through 7 trust not and with a trust uh a trust not in your own heart but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths lord i thank you lord in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths i thank you that you're directing us i thank you that you're leading us god we're becoming soul winners today we're bold as a lion in jesus name god i thank you for the glory of god lord set us up and use us like you use peter for the glory of god you may bring the hurting to us we give you permission to bring the sick to us we give you permission to bring the drug addicts and the and and, and those in bondage and that need to hear the gospel put them in our path god and we'll preach the gospel to them we'll witness to them we'll testify to them we'll show them the goodness of god in jesus name lord may we be obedient to the holy spirit in jesus name may we let them know that you lord that there's no other name given under heaven unto men in which we must be saved but the name of jesus christ of nazareth come on do you receive this today everybody said amen and amen listen endtimeheadlines.org endtimeheadlines.com again if you guys have not downloaded our free app, I want to encourage you today to get it at your Play Store, whatever that looks like. Apple, Android, download it today. Hit yes to push notifications. You're going to be good to go and be squared away. Again, hit the like button. Hit that bell notification. Hit that subscribe button. And always, guys, we want to give an opportunity. If this ministry is a source of blessing, revelation, equipping, information, Right here on your screen, you can pray about becoming a partner of our ministry. Again, whatever your relationship is with this ministry, you pray about it. Do what the Lord has you to do. You can give two different ways. You can give electronically right down the bottom where it says donate through the app, or you can give by check or by money order. And you can do that at End Time Headlines, P.O. Box 1391. That's going to be Monroe, Georgia, 30655. As always, guys, again, we appreciate And we are blessed by your partnership, your support, your prayers, and your intercession. Again, continue to pray with Brother Ricky in agreement. We're seeking answers. We're going to get to the bottom of what's going on with myself physically. Uh, It's up and down, good days, bad days. But I'm believing for revelation, breakthrough, healing, and restoration in Jesus' name. And I believe that, come on, the answer is on the way. And come on, he possesses the answer. It's him and him alone. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And we believe that firmly today in Jesus' name. So listen, we love you guys. God bless you. Listen, we're going to let you go today. We will be off uh, tomorrow, um, as always, on Wednesday, January 10th. We'll be back on Thursday, January 11th. Uh, we plan on being here with, uh, we'll be, uh, actually we'll be a guest on, cause it's the second week of, uh, the month, meaning we'll be on with Bishop Larry Raglan and the big picture. So Thursday we'll be on with him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to being on with him and we're going to, we'll, who knows what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about something. So that'll be Thursday night. And then Lord willing, we'll be back on Friday night on, uh, the 12th of January. So until then. May the Lord bless you, keep you, and may his countenance shine upon you. We'll see you in a couple days. Thank you for listening to the End Time Headlines podcast. We pray that you've been blessed and equipped by today's message. 
For more information about how you can help partner with our ministry, please visit endtimeheadlines.org.